This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Blog Talk Radio.
and welcome to this episode of I Hate This Podcast. Uh, we're having a few technical difficulties here thanks to Skype, uh, which is not letting me do what needs to be done. Um, so I'm trying to get Justin on the uh, on the show right now. Having some difficulty, but we're going to get it figured out for you and we're going to get it strained out. Uh, so give me one moment here and we'll get him on the show and we'll get everything going for you. Uh, we got a lot to cover this week. We're going to talk about the WWE Crown Jewel. Uh, we're going to talk about the upcoming Evolution pay-per-view. Uh, we are going to talk about the big NWA 70, 70th anniversary show uh, that just took place. And so much more. Um, one second here as I'm trying to get uh, Justin on the show here. I do apologize for the technical difficulties. Uh, we're going to blame that on Skype, but it's a live show. Anything can happen. Uh, we're live, so uh, we got that going on. Uh, we're trying to get him on there. We also have uh, a lot to cover, as I said. Um, he will be joining us here in just a second. I'm sorry, I'm trying to text him and and get uh, get the show going at the same time. Um, so here we go. Uh, we're also going to be taking your calls tonight. So if you have anything you want to discuss, you can call us at 714-816-4746. And there we go. We have the man of the podcast, Justin Credible, on the air with us. Technical hey, Jay Miller, let us, let us start off with I'm happy to be back. One great week last week. We're following up with another blockbuster week. What is going on, my friend? It's You know, it's another day. There's so much stuff to talk about. A lot has happened uh, since last week's episode. Um, and I guess we can kick it off with talking about maybe the biggest news of the week, um, and that's Roman Reigns and his leukemia coming back. Um, they said, I mean, he could be out for one to two years, if not, you know, permanently. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, look, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, cancer hits really close to home in, in my family uh, with my wife. And I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one with, uh, with you know, tons of families out there. Uh, unfortunately, we all know somebody that we know and love that are, um, you know, affected by cancer. And it, it's just uh, words can't express, you know. I, I could say it's a shame. I could say it's a lot of things. It's more than that. Uh, this This young man has worked so hard, uh, regardless of how we feel about him in a fictional world of professional wrestling. Uh, this is a, a real life, a real human being with real family. And, uh, you know, uh, what can I say? I mean, he's tougher than I could ever be. I mean, that would, uh, that would cripple most people. And, um, and hopefully, uh, you know, Joe, which is what I know him by, uh, you know, will, uh, We'll we'll fight this as he always has. I mean, this has gone on. This isn't the first time he's he's, he's you know faced this for many many years uh, throughout his life. And uh, you know we we're using our hopes and our prayers. And uh, you know hopefully we'll see him uh, recover from this. Uh, not even speaking of being in a ring again. Just just simply uh, as a healthy, happy human being. And uh, our our thoughts and prayers are out to him. But uh, what a geez, what a what a mind fuck that is for for any individual in any type of work. I mean, geez. I mean, especially uh, if you're the WWE with uh, all the uh, the promotional stuff that they put behind him and basically, you know, 
put the you know if if the WWE was betting on uh, roulette, they put it all on Roman Reigns. You know, so uh, let's just hope uh, that he, that he as a human being can uh, and face this and win because uh, he's a fine individual, wonderful family person, you know, family man. And uh, let's just hope you know everything works out. Uh, but uh, he's got a long, hard road ahead of him, man. And uh, for me, I wish him nothing but the best for him and his family. You know. Now, where, where does WWE go from here? Um, obviously, Roman Reigns was the Universal Champion. Um, you know, it's you know now you kind of got to shuffle someone real quick into that main event spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, uh, this isn't that's one thing about the WWE. Um, this isn't the first nor the last time they've been in these situations. I mean, I'm not saying uh, necessarily with something as serious as cancer, but with guys, you know, dropping out or not wanting to work or hardballing from, I mean, look, they've been there before and I'm sure they'll figure it out. They have plenty of talent uh, in their talent pool and, you know, with what they're doing with NXT, even NXT UK globally, uh, I'm sure they'll find any, you know, there's so many people that can take that mantle. Um, It's just going to be interesting to see where they go uh, with it. Um, You know, but you just uh, that kid was special, you know, and, and is special, uh, you know, whether you liked him or hated him uh, in an entertainment, uh, you know, looking through it in an entertainment point of view. But that kid was special, man. Uh, he was a good looking guy, very big, muscular, uh, you know, could work, had the desire. I mean, that's one thing a lot of people don't understand um, when you're there under the WWE machine. It's not just uh, a pretty face or, you know, your move set or doing how many flips off the top rope you can do. It's it's such a grind that uh, it's not for everybody. It's, I mean, you know, you could put in, uh, I mean, anybody uh, that has probably a much more impressive skill set in the ring, but to handle that day in, day out with the pressures that come with personal appearances and travel and being, I mean, being away from family and home, you really have to dedicate your entire life to that profession, uh, especially when you're in the, you know, in that limelight and the top where he was. So it, it's going to be very interesting from that point of view. Uh, but not to overshadow, uh, you know, I hope I, I hope everything works out for him and his family because, you know, he deserves it. And I know Vince McMahon is is one of the most honorable men. Uh, you know, everybody talks shit about Vince, but uh, at the same extent, um, he's an honorable man and uh, he'll do what's right by his, you know, Roman Reigns' family. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just tough all the way around. It's really tough. And I, I don't know where they're going to go, but luckily, uh, you know, there are many, many good to great young men behind him that could, uh, easily pick up where he left off. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll take care of, of what's happening to him. Uh, hopefully, you know, he has the best medical attention, which is more of my concern and he could, you know, get well, you know, but uh, either way, um, they have plenty of guys, plenty of fish in the barrel to choose from of talented young men uh, to come up and, and to take that responsibility. You know, definitely. Now um, they've made it now at Crown Jewel. 
It's supposed to be Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar, uh, with the winner becoming the new Universal Champion. Do you think it'd be a mistake putting the title back on Brock, being that he only wrestles two to three times a year? Uh, wow, that's a great question. I saw Vader uh, just uh, uh, said that himself. Um, you know, he said Strowman versus Lesnar is deciding new champion at Crown Jewel? Question uh, mark. For me, um, Brock is such a special athlete. Um, it's hard not to go with Brock, but it's almost like we've been there, done that. Um, so I would have to go with Strowman, although I don't think that as a – I don't know where – I've heard, you know, he, he was heel, now babyface. He's kind of – you know, there's no uh, – this is where um, – you know, if you watch your favorite uh, TV shows, uh, I'm watching uh, the MC Mayans, uh, the offshoot of uh, Sons of Anarchy, and I was I was reading an interview where the you know the the creators uh, said that in the in this day and age, it's not black and white. We we ourselves as viewers live in a gray area. Um, so living in a gray area, uh, I think that's where Braun Strowman is. And I'm just not sure that he is the right choice to become the WWE champion, uh, universal champion. Uh, but then again, we obviously saw, you know, Brock has all the ability in the world to carry that. But I think the fans are a bit, you know what I mean? They're, it's like we, we've seen what Brock has had to offer and, and fans have often voiced their frustration. So I'm not sure either one of those guys are the right choices. I think it would be the, the best way to go would be some dark, you know, some dark night kind of, you know, not to get into comic books, but like somebody out of left field uh, that you're not expecting. You know, to me, hell, wouldn't Dolph Ziggler uh, in a Shawn Michaels, HBK, uh, circa 1996, uh, 97 uh, role be the answer? You know, maybe. I mean, I'm I'm just spitballing here, but I, I wouldn't be interested in either Strowman or Lesnar as the Universal Champion. So I think they have a lot of uh, a lot of deciding to do, and it's a shame it had to come down to this, you know, because uh, it's nobody's fault. It's just life. Uh, be, you know, life is life, you know, and it kicks you in the ass, and nobody wants this. I know, I, I know every fan out there doesn't want this, uh, especially when it's it's real and there's another person's livelihood and well-being uh, at play. But uh, I would I would think you know to literally think outside of the box here and uh, go with somebody completely different. And uh, but I don't know who that person is, quite frankly. So I mean, they have we- a lot of work to do. Now, Monday night, after the big announcement in the main event, uh, we saw Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose win the tag team titles, and then Dean Ambrose turn on Seth Rollins, which surprised a lot of people that they would kind of turn Dean Hill on this night. I mean, a night that, you know, was kind of a moment. The Shield had that moment at the beginning of Raw with Roman. Um, and a lot of people are surprised that they turned Dean heel, but could they have kind of pushed Dean to be the universal champion with Roman gone? Uh, oh, man, I'm going to sound like a real dick for saying this, but uh, and it, look, Dean Ambrose is is fantastic. He's phenomenal, phenomenal character, phenomenal, phenomenal performer. 
but I, I just don't see it with him. Uh, you know, I just don't. Um, uh, I know why they did it. It just adds a, it's it's a main, it's it's a semi main event maybe main event storyline where the tag team champions are at odds with each other. We've seen it through uh, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage with the mega powers, et cetera. You know, it, it's been a long, you know, it's been one of those themes that's been hit upon many times. And that's just, a, it's just probably one of the more popular examples that people might recognize. But, um, you know, I, I, I really did. There, I mean, from a booking standpoint, I have no idea. And this is where you may call upon some legends, you know. And we always criticize. I'm surely one to criticize uh, the fact that you know legends are still roaming around way after uh, their prime, way after they said they would. They would. But maybe it's time to really start flipping shit up and and saying. What do we have to lose? I don't know what the answer is for the universal title, but I think they're going to have to go way left on this one um, to really uh, create something special and memorable. And uh, I don't know what it is. I really don't. It's a big, it's, this is a big question mark. And uh, these kind of things, look, life happens. And when you live in a world of sports entertainment, you know, <laughs> uh, it's not an easy fix. So I, I'd be curious to find out what's going to happen. You know, I really would, because I, I, I have no answers. And I don't know how to book it. I wouldn't know how to book it. That's why I've never tried to be a goddamn booker, you know. <laughs> it's uh, way above my pay grade, man, but uh, very definitely very compelling. You know, so I'm sure you'll put it this way. I'm sure you'll see guys like Sting and Goldberg, et cetera, et cetera, coming out of the woodworks to to patch this up for, for the time being, so to say. Hey, this is perfect time for Justin Credible to come back to WWE. Get that, uh, yeah. Get, get yeah, that universal title run out. <laughs> uh, well, well, where's the wheelchair, brother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Now, now they now speaking of Crown Jewel, um, Hulk Hogan said this past week, um, in an interview that he was going to be in Saudi Arabia for Crown Jewel. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, this is uh, I mean, this is controversial on so many levels, dude. I mean, you got, I mean, Hulk Hogan, arguably probably one of the biggest two or three names in the entire history of professional wrestling, and uh, you know, uh, he's had his controversy throughout the years, uh, especially the latest one, which I don't want to get into right now, but uh, you know, we all know what we're talking about here, and. Um, yeah, man. I look. Uh, it's it, it's a big money deal, and it's a uh, it's not so easy to turn away from from the kind of money that they're offering. So uh, you know, sure, Hulk's Hulk's game for it, but um, you know the ramifications. And politically, I'm not so you know I'm not so sure of. I mean, I, I watched CNN recently, and. Uh, you know, look, the Saudi government had a huge hand in what happened to that reporter from Turkey. So uh, it's it's pretty much like, look, you're going to just basically go in and, and take money from the bad guys, uh, you know, and come back home with it. So it's not, you know, and that's just, you know, I, don't, I never want to get into politics, but uh, it's not cut and dry. But Hulk, Hulk's just trying to interject himself to get a, a, a little leeway in this a little foothold and uh could hulk hogan be 
be somewhat of a pacifier in this whole situation. I mean, we, we problem here is we've needed guys to legitimately pass the torch for a long time. That's why we're always stuck in the situation of, well, shit, you know, through through unforeseen circumstances, Roman Reigns is, is out. You know, who could we elevate immediately? Braun Strowman ain't ready. You know, he may get a good pop, and he's doing. Who the hell could go out there and have a twenty, thirty-minute match with Braun Strowman that would be compelling? Very few. I mean, he, they build him up as such a monster. What is he all of a sudden going to start bumping and feeding, or even doing what Undertaker did? You know, again, we're referring to guys from the past. So, with this Crown Jewel thing and Hulk uh, interjecting and possibly going in, you know. I don't know, it's just, this is all very dicey, and the direction of the WWE right now, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be none too happy to be in their shoes, because either way, they lose, because their entire, their entire plans have been thwarted, um, they got John Cena, who's not willing to go over, which is a big statement in itself, because John Cena has been Mr. WWE forever, um, and then you have, you know, the, the top guys that the WWE has built are not available due to a horrible, you know, with Roman Reigns, a horrible disease that's beyond his control. And, you know, Brock Lesnar, who's, and you know, everybody's tweeting me right now, part-timer, everybody's frustrated, everybody's been there, you know, been there, done that. So, again... Where's your guys that were upper mid card that can stand up and 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 take those spots? There are very few. Very few are groomed for it. That's been an argument. I think the WWE has, or yeah, an argument towards that the WWE has never properly prepared for this for well over a decade. Hell, they didn't prepare for this when I was coming up as Aldo. They were always bringing in older stars, older stars, banking on older stars, ignoring the newer stars, and. Daniel Bryan's another one that that's not willing to go over, and he's he's somebody that's also on a very limited physical schedule, and rightfully so. So uh, who are you left with? You know, um, in my opinion, that's where a guy like Dolph Ziggler, who should have been, he's not, I'm not necessarily saying he, can, I know he can, but uh, from a promotional standpoint, he's not. Uh, positioned to take those reins, not because of him, because of the way they've booked him. So um, this is all going to be these next, you know, few weeks, months, next couple months are going to be very telling of how the WWE is going to move forward. And that's the thing is they also, and this is a criticism of their booking as well, they have every good talent there is. I mean, who don't you have? Finn Balor is just sitting there. You know, they have AJ Styles who's doing good stuff. I mean, they all do good stuff, but... You know, Finn and AJ are very similar in talent, but AJ, for some reason, rose to the top. And Finn is kind of still, he's still amazing, but he's still kind of wandering around the middle, upper middle. And it's like, now you're going to have to pick your poison on who you're going to go with. Or you're going to have to bring back somebody and pay them a hell of a lot of money, like a Sting or Goldberg or whomever else is out there that you could think of to come and fill those shoes. WWE doesn't need to, but the way they booked guys, they put themselves into a corner. So curious to see what happens, man. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. And I'm glad I don't. <laughs> it's way above yeah. my pay grade, boy. 
know. There's definitely a lot of potential. I mean, you have, like you said, Finn Balor, uh, Seth Rollins, um, Kevin Owens once he gets back from injury. But uh, that's the thing, too. Now we're talking about Seth, you know, and I'm glad you mentioned those guys. Seth Rollins, um, as talented as he is, we've seen it so many times. It's like that's why – you know, everybody could quote, ah, you're just old, you don't, you know, you're, you, you know, what we're doing is different when I frown upon those things. Seth Rollins is as talented as anybody, but I think so many people have seen him do what he does so much um, that they don't believe anymore that he could be that guy because they've undershot him so many times. Now, all of a sudden, because everybody else is out, people are going to buy in. He's as, he's over and he's but he's as over as he's gonna be, and I think WWE eventually you know that's one thing about the wrestling business when you're white hot, if you miss the boat, no matter how many times you win on TV, it's gonna seem like old news. And right now, Kevin Owens, uh, Seth Rollins, except for Finn Balor because. He's always he seems like the guy the fans identify as never getting that opportunity. But Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, as much as they can from a wrestling, physical and you know, talent standpoint, they certainly can do it. But I feel the way they've been booked is is to me, at least from in my perception, not gonna work. So they're really gonna have to you know, when you're pulling out D X and Undertaker and Kane um, you got a you got an internal booking problem, you know, and it's not necessarily a talent problem, it's a booking problem, and uh, I don't know who that you know I don't know who, whose fault that is, but uh, it's certainly that. And I want to I want to give a little shout out right quick um, to a friend of the show who just gave us a, a retweet. Um, Psycho Sid has become a good friend of the show. Um, oh right, you on. can follow him. WWE Vicious Army uh, Give him a follow on Twitter Um, He's had a lot to say About the Crown Jewel situation as well Um, And You know tomorrow is actually The third quarter uh, Call for WWE And it's stockholders Um, And a lot of people said They're kind of holding off that thing To make the final decision on Crown Jewel Um, But We're only a little we're only a little over a week away from when this show is supposed to happen. Um, what really, I mean, what can you do with this place? How are you going to oh, find you, another you? place and sell tickets in Well, what's going to happen is uh, two things, nothing like it. You know, <laughs> um, they're, uh, they're basically, uh, WWE is not going to leave any money on the table. They're going to do what's right for them. And uh, right now, I, I, I honestly think it's going to be up because uh, you, you and I, uh, in the, our pre-production meeting, we spoke about this as to, you know, it might not even be up to the WWE. It might be up to the Senate and stuff or, you know, whoever is deciding this, that nobody's going to be able to go over there. So uh, this is this is way bigger than the WWE. I'm sure they've got money up front, and I'm sure the Saudi government ain't going to worry about however millions of dollars that you know a couple million dollars they spent on the WWE. So um, you know I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, these are it's a sign of the times. 
And, uh, you know, WWE has always been uh, in bed with Saudi Arabia, with the, <clears throat> excuse me, the United Arab Emirates. I mean, I, I've been to, to both uh, in my tenure as Aldo Montoya, you know, and been treated like royalty. And um, But uh, politically, it's just a whole other thing that, you know, that's going on in the world. And, and when you get into politics, man, and you get into working with people that have more money than God and are, you know, throwing money at, uh, at us for entertainment. Uh, sometimes we get blinded, you know, greed, greed runs the world, man. And, uh, you know, I, I don't blame the WWE for taking the money initially, but who would have thought that this would have happened? So again, I, I think the WWE's best bet would be to stay far and clear of all of this, but knowing Vince McMahon and his philosophy is the show must go on. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, but I, if I if I be a betting man, if I could be a betting man, and I can't because I'm broke, <laughs> um, I bet that the WWE holds its crown jewel pay per view unless uh, the government, our United States government, gets involved and says it's not happening. Um, now, you know? do you think it's safe for uh, WWE to be over there? Um, yeah, I do. I do because I've been in I've been in places where the WWE has uh, you know we've been in in positions of that that's happened and you know we've gone over. Uh, there were times. I mean, I remember we went to Kuwait shortly after the Iraq War, the, the first Gulf War. You know, we were literally. I remember I was with Sean Undertaker when Hunter first got Triple H first got to the company. We were literally. 30 miles from the Iraqi border shortly after there was all out war. So uh, safety wise now, I don't think it's a big, uh, it's a big deal. And quite frankly, I don't think it's anything to do with uh, Americans, uh, especially if the Saudi government is paying them. Uh, You never know, man. I mean, you know, this is a WWE has always done stuff like this. It's it's almost like they, uh, they enjoy it. Like they get off on the, on being the Patriots, so to speak. So uh, we'll see. We'll definitely see. It'll definitely be interesting to see what comes about it. Um, you know, obviously John Cena was supposed to be in the uh, World Cup tournament. Uh, now they'll have to replace him if they do go over to Saudi Arabia. Um, so, I mean, but I mean that tournament is a good way to catapult a new start. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean it is. It really is, um, but uh, man, I, I I think fans just see through it, dude. You know, I mean, look, you and I have been fans long enough, um, and I think once fans really check it out and buy into it and and really see what's going on, it's like, I mean, who are they possibly going to make in one night, uh, oh, other yeah. than the usual, other than the usual suspects? Okay. That's going to, you know, this has got to be somebody out of left field. I mean, to, in my opinion, dude, they should take the hottest indie guy. The only way they could make this work is throw Kenny Omega a shit ton of fucking money and make him your next big fucking deal. Right? Well, okay, right now, Kenny is under contract with New Japan till January. Hey, um, that far away. They've done no, it work, isn't. I mean, Start, in time to you know, start prepare running. for WrestleMania. Start 
start running promos. I mean, they could do this shit all. They could do the whole Bullet Club and then Jericho, Alpha Club. I mean, they could just do it all. It's just, you know, if I, if, if you just gave me the book with an open fucking wallet, um, and not just me, I'm, I mean, uh, hell, uh, fans could do it. Uh, any, anybody with a mind could do it. And because the Bullet Club is dying a slow death, Unfortunately, you know, it's, everything runs its course. The NWO ran its course. DX ran its course. The, the Attitude Era ran its course. ECW ran its course. But um, shit, you get that on the main stage and do it the way it was supposed to be done and you amplify it. Are you kidding me? That's really the way you could take all the negativity away from WWE and you would have the entire wrestling world talking you know what I'm saying? You'd have the entire oh. wrestling world talking. And believe me, Vince could afford it. You tell Kenny Omega, hey, I got $5 million for you. I doubt Kenny's them. I don't know him from a hole in the wall except we share the same birthday. <laughs> you know, you're telling me he's going to say, ah, no, nah, don't worry. I'd rather just work for New Japan. Really, dude? Really? Yeah, throw me $5 million. Tell me I could do, uh, you know, <laughs> I do these many dates. Really, at the end of the day, you know what? Uh, you could have all. You could be the most idealistic motherfucker on the planet. Money talks, dude. And um, unfortunately, Vince has always set this up where, you know, and it's not like other professional sports where, you know, oh, I'm offering. You know, these guys offered me three. I'm going to offer you five. It's like he doesn't want to set that precedent for other motherfuckers to come down the line and say, well, you paid this guy that much, so you got to pay me that much. It's always these old-school carny games. But realistically, if that's where they, you know, but again, they don't need to save the business. It's not that saving the business. They're fine. WWE is the brand in professional wrestling and sports entertainment. They're fine. So if they have to go through a little, you know, a little dip, they'll be fine. They have their television deals. Their house shows are still okay. Television, still okay. International touring, doing very well. So, but if you wanted to do it from an entertainment standpoint, from let's fucking turn this shit up standpoint, easily done. I mean, just shit. You know, you can't tell me you can't buy the entire indie scene uh, with, you know, the top guys. Like, And, and uh, it's a good segue to go into uh, the NWA 70th anniversary. You can't tell me you can't get Cody Rhodes, you know, the Bucks, you know, Kenny Omega, and all those cats to come in and do an invasion angle right now. And, you know, people would forget real quick who the top guys are. Think about that. Well, the invasion invasion angles always work. Well, I mean, what? Look, if you don't capitalize on the bully club, you're not going to. Because, like anything else, like I said, they're on a They're the highest they're going to get, right? And if you don't capitalize, because you know it was an it was an independent project. Cody Rhodes, you know, and those guys did that. Uh, but if you don't capitalize on the strength of that, it's only going to go down. It's like been there, done that, all the merch and hot topics, which, again, we haven't seen since the NWO. If, if they don't capitalize on that kind of thing, and if those negotiations aren't going on, 
then uh, it's it's not a possibility. But I think it's such a missed opportunity for huge business. But does the the question here is, and I know a lot of people out there on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook will agree, Vince's ego, or even Triple H's and Stephanie's at this point, will not allow them to be that big of a deal when you come to my house. That's what it's right. about. It's like, well, fuck you, fuck you. You ain't that big of a deal. I'm not going to give you that. But in reality, it would be that big of a deal. And you know, we'd all be fucking coming in our pants, say, you know, if uh, the Bullet Club showed up on Raw next week. You know what I mean? So it's a, oh yeah, definitely. It, it, it gets you know, it gets it gets very complicated. But uh, I, I don't know how they're going to see their way out of this crown jewel. I still don't know where you know, like uh, Vader. Uh, hit us up on our Twitter feed and said, you know, it's up to the state department now. So, you know, once the state department rules on what's going on, then, uh, then we'll see where it happens. But, uh, I, I just don't, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where they go, where they go with all of this. But, uh, let's, uh, I didn't see any of the, uh, NWA, um, 70th anniversary show. I saw clips, and uh, I'm embarrassed, sorry, Billy, uh, to say that uh, I did not pay the money to see on Fight TV, which is one of our sponsors, um, to watch the pay-per-view. But I did see uh, very many clips. Uh, but I heard that the show was riddled with uh, audio difficulties and you know production difficulties. But uh, as a show overall, uh, I heard that... Uh, a couple of matches really delivered. There was a lot of good action, and the people live. Uh, what I got a, you know, what my taking was they really enjoyed it. Uh, what was your take, Jay? Um, it was a really good show. Match-wise, the show was great. Production-wise, it left a lot to be desired, um, which is surprising to me because they had Jeff Jarrett helping out, who has, you know, uh, a long history of producing wrestling shows for TV pay-per-view. Um and all that, um, so it was it was surprising to see that the problems they were having. Um, yeah, but it, it, it was a good show. Of, it reminded me, of, or what I hear, because uh, again, I didn't watch it, but it, uh, the 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 feedback I heard reminded me of um, the early ECW pay per views, where the sound wasn't just right. Uh, the the promos the the way the ring was mic'd you know commentators still talking while you know uh, pre tapes uh, and you know behind the scenes stuff was happening so um, look th- these are growing things and I'm sure uh, you know hopefully it, those will be taken care of but uh, I hope the message didn't get lost because from what I understand and again I, I hope to see this uh, front to back soon. Um, Nick Aldis and Cody Rhodes two out of three falls was very good, and uh, oh, yeah. the 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 theme I I kept getting from fans was a very old school feel tradition, and uh, a lot of people uh, more than a lot more than didn't uh, really enjoyed the show. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, a few things that happened is uh, Willie Mack won the new NW, became the new NWA National Heavyweight Champion. Um, yeah. Jazz retained her NWA women's title over Penelope Ford. Um, Jack Dane, uh, Jack Dane and Crimson with Road Warrior Animal by them, their side 
uh, defeated Shane and Moore and Crazy Steve in just an amazing match. Jack Dane, Jack Dane and Crimson is a great tag team. I see some great things coming from them. Um, and then, of course, Nick Aldis. Aldis defeated Cody Rhodes to become the two-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I think, uh, I mean, again, I'm, I'm so happy for my old partner, Jazz. Um, I, I worked with her shit over 20 years ago, and that girl is fire. I mean, she was amazing then. She's amazing now. And, uh, God, it's, it's so right. I mean, she's the real deal. She's as tough as they come and as good of a professional wrestler as they come. I mean, she knows the ins and outs. I mean, she's a true pro wrestler at heart. And I have nothing but respect and love. I mean, her and I have been friends for decades, uh, friends of our family. We're friends of her family. She's a wonderful human being, wonderful, wonderful person, and one of the best pound-for-pound lady wrestlers, women wrestlers in the entire world. So I couldn't be happier for Jazz. Um, And, you know, uh, with the NWA tradition continuing, I think that was, to me, I I didn't just see it as individual matches. I I saw it as a, a legitimate way to, it was a coming out party for the NWA. It was, um, a way to say, look, we're here, we're legitimate, we're for real. And, uh, look, congratulations to Billy Corgan. Uh, I, I think he's done an amazing job with the company, with the brand, because he not only is is a fan, like all of us are, all of us in the business for the most part, not all, but most, are, are true professional wrestling fans, which I know uh, he is. Uh, and he also has a vision for the NWA uh, of tradition, of passing on the legacy that was created by the greats like Ric Flair, Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes. That's why I thought it was so special that Cody was there. And, you know, obviously things were way, were put into place a long time ago with All In and Cody winning the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And uh, I just think it was uh, well done. Obviously, Nick Aldis is, uh, you know, NWA guy. And, uh, you know, who better... You know, quite frankly, these days, I mean, he's he's one of the guys that was not on my radar uh, before the NWA, which goes to show you. I know he was around with uh, Impact Wrestling and so forth, but uh, he's really made a name in NWA, and I, I couldn't be prouder of, of all of all those guys, but uh, especially Billy. Billy Corgan has um, so much passion for this business. You know, it's funny. I went to see. Uh, I was a guest at uh, Billy Corgan's show. Uh, we went to me and uh, my friend Scotty from Crossing Rubicon, and my wife and his wife. We went to see Billy and the Smashing Pumpkins on tour uh, at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. And uh, after the gig, we all got together to gamble because it's a casino, right? And you know, of course, we're all trying to mark out for his music. And all he wants to talk about is the NWA and wrestling. So, you know, that's kind of bizarro, but Billy is truly invested in making NWA a legitimate brand, but not just a legitimate brand to compete with the other independent organizations. He really, in his heart, wants to make it what it was before, Um, you know, going to the other territories, expanding the, the idea of having the champions defend and all other great independent organizations and doing what the NWA did 40 years ago, which is 
what it was, which is what built the legacy of Flair, Harley, and those guys, so and Dusty, and you know, you can go on and on, but. And so I, I, it couldn't be better for the business because the business itself is thriving so much right now. There are so many great independents just in, in the U.S., not to mention in the U.K., Germany, all over the world, Mexico. I mean, it, it's ridiculous how the business is. There's more opportunity now for young professional wrestlers coming up, men and women, that uh, it, it should be, you know, opportunities that weren't there for guys and gals 20 years ago, 10 years ago even. So um, I just hope that this is a good launching point for what the NWA should have been you know, a long time ago and unfortunately got lost in the shuffle. So kudos to the 70th anniversary, even though with the glitches and stuff, uh, I thought um, from a, you know, from just a regular professional wrestling card front to back, uh, especially holding it in Nashville, which uh, I, I, I saw it on Twitter today, Jay, and I don't know who said it, but uh, a lot of, a lot of the Southern, you know, pro wrestling towns that always kind of get like Memphis, and they always get overshadowed, you know, instead of Chicago and New York City. So they're finally getting the crap, I guess is what they got to say. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and another big thing coming out of NWA is they're bringing back the Crockett Cup. Oh, I saw that. Right? That's awesome, dude. That, that's going to be odd. I think, I'm a uh, huge fan of tag team wrestling. Um, so I, yeah. I'm excited about that. I, I mean, I always loved the formula of the Crockett Cup. I mean, anything like that. Uh, tournaments always turn me on uh, as far as a fan. Like, even even I mean, one of the most successful sporting events we have in America is the uh, NCAA basketball tournament, you know, the 64 teams. And it comes down to one, you know. And uh, in professional wrestling, I mean, why not? I mean, it, it's glorious to see. To see you know all these fantasy tag teams pitting you know you know pitting themselves against one another until you finally have you know the one i think that's really cool and i i, I don't think we get enough of that because for me pro wrestling is always, i mean you know even though it's a worked it's a worked sport it's a worked gimmick you always want to the more it relates to what goes on in society you know you try to to protect you know you look you suspend your your you know you suspend your belief at that moment and it's like well what if what if the road warriors and arn anderson and tully blanchard met you know what would happen you know and we really get the best of that and there's so many talented and gifted athletes out there I, I think it's going to be great, and I, I can't wait to see. And this is, again, and this is a good way for young professional wrestlers to to make it and to get a name for themselves. And this is, again, like I said before, the business is hot right now to the point where literally an, a, a group of unknowns could become well-known overnight. And, you know, once you get on that radar – sky's the limit you know it's great opportunity it's great for entertainment value it's great for the nwa and it's great for the wrestling fans so i I can't wait to see the crockett cup i want to see old school i want to see old school teams hell lance i'm right here calgary alberta (laughs) let's enter Uh, i got some i I know somebody you know i got some i got i got a number we can call get ourselves right (laughs) in the tournament yeah don't worry he's lazy he won't come over to the u.s I've tried, trust uh, 
I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, if the po- if the uh, impact players aren't available, the podcast players may be. Hey, brother, strap them up tight. We'll go. We'll make call some calls. it in the ring. Yeah, call it in the ring, brother. Um, and I think the great thing about the Crockett Couple is the fact that they had Road Warrior Animal make the announcement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's – look, I mean, you know, it, it takes somebody like that to kind of arc the story from one end to the other. And uh, what a legendary figure, you know, uh, Road Warrior Animal to to do that. And, again, that's that's the point is – I think of the NWA is to bring in the old school cats to link the nostalgia and then pass it down to the new guys who are doing it today. So uh, yeah, that's brilliant. You know, it's, it's really a, a great idea. And I, and I think they're going to have a ton of success. I, I really do. And I think they should do it with, uh, you know, I, you know what I'd like to see from the NWA also, because there's so many great uh, guys out there, the junior heavyweight division. Oh yes. Remember that title? I mean, yeah. Then now's the you know? perfect time to have it because I mean, there's so many great, like real Will Osprey. Oh, forget about it, man. That title. I mean, those guys are just ridiculous. I mean, I, I've seen some of his work. Uh, I mean, God bless him, dude. But. My my only fear as a performer, as a well, I'm not a you know I'm not it's not like I'm on the active list, but uh, call me a former performer, former athlete, whatever. But uh, the problem is doing that every night, and I don't mean once a week. And I know he works a hard schedule in New Japan, so it's not a knock. But uh, you know when you make doing those moves your repertoire, you know you're going to bum fuck. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, there was a knock, bumfuck Ohio. Uh, oh, damn. And uh, you know, you're in front of 200 people, and you have to do the triple fucking Lindy and the fucking quadruple flippy thing, land on your neck, um, because fans expect that. It becomes a lot harder on you. So uh, yeah, man, it's you know, but uh, he's he's destined for bigger and better things. But again. You know, uh, we'll see. We'll see. There's so many, so many good guys. There's this one kid I know here in Connecticut. His name is Bobby. O- he wrestled under the name of Bobby Ocean, and uh, he's about a buck, buck seventy-five, ripped to shreds. These kids just, yeah, and he's not even. I mean, he, he's done a couple of well-known shows and stuff. But these, there's so many good kids. The point of point of the conversation is, the point I brought him up is, so many talented young flyers in the business that you could really set a tournament around these guys worldwide. I mean, right now, uh, I, you know, we were taking notes, uh, before we did the show and, uh, they have this big NXT UK thing going on. I mean, there's just so much talent right now. I mean, if you were to pick from, you know, uh, uh, any day and age, there's more professional wrestlers, um, you know, walking around that could, top anything and you know anything we've ever done i've ever done out there i mean it's just uh it's amazing you know and it's just providing you know wwe right now really uh really can run game on the whole world of professional wrestling because you know a they have the monetary you know they have monetarily they could just 
get anybody they want, but they just they're just literally such an abundance, which is allowing you know how many independent organizations right now in England that are just killing it. I mean, they're they're drawing two, three thousand fans and just uh, providing some killer fucking wrestling, dude. So right now, I mean, this is this is you know they say Attitude Era, that whole you know ninety five to two thousand era. We're in it. We just don't realize it yet. You know, we really don't realize it yet. And with with the with the technology we have today, we're just having the the privilege of watching all these men and women come up. Man, it's fucking it's fucking unreal. But there's so much great talent. And I'm almost. Hey, have you heard the? I don't know, real quick, I want to throw this one at you. Have you heard the rumor? It happened about uh, two or three days ago, where Jim Ross and Chris Jericho were pitching a deal or approached to do a pro wrestling, a national pro wrestling promotion by the gentleman um, who's a, who's some kind of, a, I'm not, I, I don't know if he's a Saudi prince, but he's, he's, he's somewhere uh, in the Middle East and he has a ton of money. The, the owner, uh, I know his last name is Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, that they were shopping around uh something to the television networks to do a full-time wrestling promotion. Have you heard that one? I have heard about that. Um, apparently, Jericho and Jim Ross have both come out um, and denied the rumors. You know how that is. Yeah, I mean, but, geez. I mean, uh, un- unfortunately, uh, you know, Ring of Honor, <clears throat> as much, it, it's crazy, as much as we're talking about all these other things going on in the world of pro wrestling and sports entertainment, but how does Ring of Honor kind of not, it's not in the conversation. It's almost like there's something else. And I get it. They're a niche product. They always have been, and they probably always will be. I think they're cool with that. But, jeez, uh, I, I mean, what you know? A, I thought if anybody was to do something, I, I thought it would be with Ring of Honor because they have such a strong connection um, to the pro wrestling fan. But you know, it, it seems to come and go. Ring of Honor has been around for well over 15 years, you know, and they've always been this little. It's not even underground. It's almost like a, you know, we're only for these guys. Um, so I'm curious, like. I think now would be an amazing time to to come up with somebody who would be a legitimate um, competitor. Not, I mean, I know nobody's going to be Vince McMahon, but somebody to at least put Vince McMahon on notice. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, 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 it, to me, it's just it's a no-brainer, and I don't know what people are waiting for. To, everybody always says when you talk about, yeah, let's start a wrestling promotion, and everybody always says, well, we need a billionaire with a lot of money. Well, if you got a billionaire with a lot of money, what the fuck are you waiting for? You know, right. wrestling ain't going to get it, much hotter than it is right now. If there's any billionaires out there looking for two people to run their company, I got a few ideas. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, that would be that would that would be a great example. Especially, I, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about on my end. That would be <laughs> funny, funny. So you, you just but sit back anyways. and enjoy the ride. Um, yeah, let's let's move on, dude. Hey, check this out. What are you thinking coming up this Sunday? The uh, Evolution All Women's Pay Per View, dude. What's going on there? Uh, it's it's. 
looking interesting. I mean, ticket sales have been horrible from what I understand. Um, there's still yeah, tickets I, I available. Saw that. Yeah. I know, but it's at I Nassau mean, Coliseum, too. In New York, a, a huge dota yes. in the area. And New York would be like the area you would expect a pay-per-view like this to sell out. Right. I, man, at the risk of sounding ignorant, um, the women's wrestling today is as good as it's ever been. I, I think there's more talented ladies out there as a whole. I think some of the ladies, and you know, the ladies' division is as good as the men's. Um, but the reality is it's still, uh, the way they portray it on their television shows, it's still a one-off. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Oh, you know, yeah. Even though the, ta- the talent the talent is there, uh, the ladies could wrestle. Um, the ladies have all the, all the skills, the mic skills, the promo skills, whatever. They have all of that, but still... Um, if you watch Raw, and which you know, I, I I'm sorry, guys. Full disclosure, I can't sit through three hours of that shit. Um, and I'm not saying it's it's bad. I'm just saying I personally can't do it. Um, but they don't dedicate a lot of that. If they really wanted to focus uh, going into a pay per view like Evolution, which is a big deal for ladies wrestling for women's wrestling, um, they should be dedicating almost. I mean, I want to see. The lower card of I don't I don't I just want to see the Bellas I just don't want to see Alexa Bliss or Nia Jax Nia Jax whatever you're, you know I don't want to just see the top girls I want to see the mid card girls trying to get a step up you know I want to see the whole picture being painted in order to put on in order to justify an all woman's pay per view you know again it's it I think it's a lack of their focus on you know, don't, I don't want to see another, uh, you know, Fandango or whatever the kid's name is, the other one. What's the, their gimmick tag team? The, the oh, uh, the gimmick. Yeah, I don't want to see another one of those matches. Why don't you put on a mid-card women's match trying to get up? You know what I mean? Like, they really need to focus on that if you're going to put all your, you know, emphasis on a woman's pay-per-view because there certainly are a lot more talented women out there, quite frankly, in their roster than there are mid-card men. I think the women trump the men in that way. I think there's much more talented ladies out there in the mid-card than there are men. And I'm not saying it's the men's fault, but the way they're being booked. Uh, you know, you can't all of a sudden turn, you know, you know, chicken shit into chicken salad. You know, you can't. The guys, the guys that are there that are talented – you know, or have been buried so bad. So it's time to, you know, if you're going to do an all-women's pay-per-view, you should have five or six women's matches on Raw or on SmackDown pushing towards evolution. And I just don't see that happening. You know, it's just, to me, it's just Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella. you got a Legends Battle Royal, you know, with, a, you know, Alundra Blaze is, is wrestling after a lot of years off and and she's one of my favorites a a dear friend and i had such a fucking crush on her oh my god her poster stuck her her poster stuck together in my uh my room but anyways um you you and tony shivani may have to fight over her 
Oh, I'd kill him. <laughs> Anyways, and then you got, uh, from what I hear, you got Lita and Trish versus uh, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, which is, again, three legends and uh, very hot, you know, commodity in Alexa coming up. You know, she's, you know, everybody loves her. She's a great heel, great personality, good ability. I mean, there's so many, the ladies have so much going on, but I just don't think it's being promoted properly in my opinion, again, uh, on both Raw and SmackDown. So I'm curious to see it. I mean, it's, you know, ticket sales at the Nassau Coliseum. You know, hell, if you can go see, you know, the, the problem here is when you see tickets for nine ninety five, um, you know, it, hell, it costs me 10 something to go see uh, Halloween uh, at the movie theater. So you're getting a live pay-per-view event uh, in New York City or in the outskirts in Long Island, which is Nassau was always uh, one of the biggest markets WWE had. Um, still doing that bad. You got to turn it on WWE for uh, really not, uh, you know, their intentions are there. I think, uh, you know, they realize, look, we have, we have something special here with the ladies and they do, and they certainly do. But, uh, to you know, to not follow all the way through with it is kind of like, yeah, we're we mean it, you know, I'm over, but I'm not really over. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see what what happens. I'll, I'll certainly be watching, and I hope everybody's watching. But uh, <clears throat> it, <clears throat> does anybody think Ronda Rousey in real life can't kill Nikki Bella in mm. like ten seconds? I mean, uh, you know. That's where it becomes it's be, it becomes insulting our intelligence. Ronda Rousey is a trained killer. You put her in a room with me, she would have me, she would have my fucking limbs in twenty seconds. And Nikki Bella, really, dude, really, we're doing this? Come on, you know what I mean? It's an insult. So I'm curious, but you know, it's not like you know what I. I <laughs> And I, I know a lot of people probably won't know this obscure reference. And if you do, please tweet about it right now. Do you know the German girl uh, who was uh, in the Young Classic, uh, I think last year, maybe a couple years ago, uh, uh, Jazzy Gilbert? Gabbert, okay, yes. That big German girl looked kind of like uh, the girl that was Ivan Drago's wife in uh, Rocky <laughs> Four. Just a big badass fucking I mean she's she's literally 200 something pounds six foot tall just a beast she's a killer she's a great great personality solid wrestler and she just look you know what I mean at least put her in with somebody that looks like they could give Ronda Rousey a fight Nikki Bella I mind, like I, I wouldn't mind but, seeing Ronda and uh, Mia Jax again that wouldn't be bad. It's believable, pound for pound. I'm t- I mean, Ronda Rousey is a real fucking fighter. I mean, she would kill us both probably at the same time. You oh, know, yeah. I'm I'm serious. I'm serious. You know, she's a, a legitimate fucking UFC champion. Nikki Bella, my son will kill her. He's twelve. Hmm. <laughs> she's she's twigs. She, you know what I mean? I don't care how hard you kick somebody, dude. Yeah. Okay. Well. Somebody swatted a fly, you know. Okay, lay down, bitch. <laughs> Fucking finger tapper. Oh my hair. Okay, you know what I mean. I want to see her against the legitimate fighter, and that's where WWE misses the boat. 
and I know it's very, it sounds very harsh, and I'm not a Bella hater. I don't even know which Bella is which, which one's married to whom. It doesn't matter. It's just they're not fighters, and Ronda Rousey is, 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 is a star attraction. She's a legitimate fighter, and she should be put, if you're going to headline a pay-per-view, against a legitimate threat, both physically and in a combat situation. You know, I'm not saying it's all about size and you got to match, you know. I'm not saying a smaller lady couldn't fight Ronda Rousey, but at least give me skill set. At least give me something that looks the part. You know what I mean? I, I put it like anything in movies. If you see some, uh, you know, twiggy figure trying to fight off, you know, the baddest person on the, uh, in the universe, it's not going to work. And I don't think the, bell, the Bellas are all about, you know, they're more sizzle than steak, and Ronda Rousey is all about the business. So, you know, we'll we'll all watch it because it's it's the first, uh, you know, pay per view. But um, eh, I'm just not feeling the main event. The rest of it, I am. Lita, Trish versus Alexa and Mickey James. I'm feeling Legends Battle Royal. I'm even feeling, which I know the Battle Royal is an easy way to say, hey, let's just get everybody in there and see what happens. But I'm willing to even see that because at least it interests me. I'll see some people I haven't seen in a long time. And, uh, you know, but uh, that main event is just, you know, it is what it is. Um, And, you know, what? speaking of Battle Royals, I actually found out a piece of wrestling history that I didn't know, um, like, last week. The Battle Royal was created as a way to end the show get everyone in the ring so the promoter can sneak out the back door at the month. Oh, yeah, you didn't know that one? Oh, yeah, I knew that. that, that <laughs> Absolutely. I just found that out. Yeah, yeah, that was always the gimmick. Really? That's why That's why a lot of the old school battle royals, you'll see they lasted like three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Any battle royal I've been in, I was always either under the ring or on the apron. <laughs> I was ready to do the fucking go get the promoter, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Jesus Christmas. Yeah, I didn't so, know hey, that. Listen. That was a shocker to me. That's funny. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That's really funny. Hey, what did you think of uh I was just I was just checking this out. What did you think of Dean Ambrose's turn uh on Seth Rollins? It was interesting timing. Um, no one expected it after the, you know, starting off with Roman Reigns, um, releasing the title, talking about his leukemia battle. It was the good time. It was the right time to do it because no one expected. Yeah, uh, I did too. I know, I know they certainly. I, in my opinion, I, again, I have no inside information on anything, but um, I, I certainly. Th- think it's a way to almost divert um, the attention because, look, somebody like that, uh, you know, Roman Reigns divulging something so personal, so so serious. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, geez, that's, I mean, if that's not a, a buzzkill, to say it lightly, I don't even know the words. I mean, that's, that's serious stuff, you know, and I, and I empathize with him and his family. But as a as a television show, how do you bounce back from that sadness? Because that's you know that's not an angle. That's like real life shit, you know. And you have to you know. I mean, I, I teared up hearing about it because you know I've you know it's very close to home. So um, 
you know, it's it's very scary stuff. And to, to have him be so open and honest about it is amazing. And all hats off to him. But, uh, you know, they had to try to divert the heat, not the heat, a bad word, but you know what I'm saying, divert the attention and, and, and try to, again, show must-go-on mentality of how do we spice things up to get the, you know, back into the world that we're living in, which is raw pro wrestling WWE. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it certainly is a hot shot angle. I know they certainly probably, I 100% can bet you they weren't fucking planning on that motherfucker, you know, oh, no. but they did what they did. But it, again, sometimes out of those situations, I think something great will come of it because if I'm not mistaken, and I'm not the biggest aficionado of WWE right now, but, uh, they're the new tag team champions, right? Yeah, they they won the uh, tag titles yeah. right before Dean turned. Yeah, well, that's going to be again. The mega powers explode. Going back <laughs> to the day, it's going to be the reluctant tag team partners that are champions having to defend, and you know they don't like each other. And it's going to be. It's actually going to make for great television if done properly, and I know they will. But it's, that's what it's going to be. Didn't uh, you and Lance start off like that with the Impact players? Oh, my God. I, dude, I'm going to sound like such a dick. I have no idea. <laughs> wow. I don't. Dude, I don't, I'm not a, I don't remember. I'm just, I'm just a fucking, I'm just a cog in the wheel. No, I really You're don't remember. There. I really don't. Wow. No, it's not just there. It's like, I don't, put it, hey, you should be. I don't, at least I'm not a mark for that shit. Like, some guys, you do that shit, they fucking hang on to it for dear life. Like, I remember, brother, when... No, I mean, yeah, we might have done that, sure. Like, you know, I, I had the very I had the very early concept of knowing that this shit's fake as fuck, and um, I never took any of it seriously, and it's like a script. I read it, I executed it. And no, I, I you know what? Someday, again, this is for our Patreon uh, followers. I will, we'll, we'll dive deep into, into that shit. But no, I really, I honestly don't. But that's the thing is, like, we really just wanted to do the best job we could. That's all I cared about is just like, how do you execute the best job you can? Oh, and uh, Vader is saying right now, Sean and Austin tag team champs again. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be one of those. I, I honestly think this is actually going to end up being a great storyline between Ambrose and Rollins, you know, which which makes a uh, which makes a great. Uh, oh, Joey Janela just texted me. Hold on, let's see. We're we're live, and I'm smoking a cigarette, so mind don't mind the, uh, the muffled voice. But Joey Janela just texted me. That's who he said. Oh, so anyways, Joey Janela just texted me because uh, we're big fans of Joey Janela, myself and Jay Miller. Uh, he has LA Confidential coming up November 16th. And uh, I, Joey's a good friend of mine. I've known him. I've, my mother-in-law lives uh, one block away from Joey. So I met Joey when he was 14 years of age. And uh, LA, LA Confidential uh, airs November 16th in uh, Los Angeles, California. And he's going for knee surgery this Friday, by the way. Yes. So, uh, and thank God he's know. finally getting that surgery. 
No, he's bad at and it literally just I'm not even I'm not even ribbing you dude or he really just texted me he goes, Hey, sorry, I was on the phone for with an author for over two hours. So obviously shit brothers got a book deal before I do. Good for you, <laughs> Joey. I never had um, hey, they, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he he may have the he may have the book uh deal, but you never had to have me surgery, so you're good. I'm um, good, brother. No, but anyways, uh, all kidding aside, uh, no, he's just uh, he's going in for surgery on Friday. Uh, everybody, you know, I wish him the best, and uh, just to promote his show on November sixteenth, uh, um, oh, yeah. you know, in LA. So check it out, and it's going to be on Fight TV. On- uh, one, of, one of our proud sponsors. I was going to go there, Jay. Yes. Well, before we go there, let's talk about the let's run down the card for LA Confidential. Um, Penelope Ford versus the Human Tornado. Ooh. Nick Gage versus Joey Ryan. Ooh. If Joey Ryan tries to do the dick flip in this match, Nick Gage may go back to prison. Maybe. Maybe. I'll take the dick. Whoa. Did I just say that? <laughs> I'll take the dick flip. But does that incriminate me? I don't know. Well, it, it incriminated you the first time you said you didn't add the flip post. Hey, man, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, I am who I says I am. <laughs> um, oh, Bob Hawley is going to be taking on Brody King. I saw that. Dude, Bob's going to fucking kill him. I hate <laughs> to tell you, I know Brody King's supposed to be some big fucking indie deal. Ooh, I'm so scared. Bob will fucking kill you, dude. Anyways, go ahead. And then the big match that they just announced, the great Sasuke versus Amazing Red. Wow. Dude, that's a hell of a fucking match. I worked with Sasuke a bit, and uh, Amazing Red, uh, New York boy out of the Bronx, uh, worked with him a lot. And, uh, wow, that's a... That's going to be a hell of a, I, How old is Sasuke's got to be in his mid-50s? Because I know when I worked Sasuke's with him uh, in ECW. Yeah, I worked with him in ECW in 97. And uh, he was he was older then. And we're talking 20-something years. So, I mean, God bless him, dude. But uh, Amazing Red was one of those guys, man, who had, again... This is what I say, the cautionary tale I say to all the guys that are flyers and, you know, fuck those veterans. They don't know what they're saying. But, you know, he, he had, he's had a lot of injuries. Um, all the talent in the world, great attitude, great human being, great person, very respectful, very humble. But, uh, you know, he's he's been knocked around and he never got his shot. So I hope that this is... Uh, is is coming out, you know, one more time, man. Amazing Red. I I would love to see that. You know, I'm definitely ordering that one on pay-per-view on Fight TV, dude. That's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Sasuke is 49 years old. Oh, Jesus. I thought I was old. <laughs> well, maybe he's um, not that old. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a great show. He should have been 60. He should have been 60. Again, at the yell of his parents. For the love of God, Miller. Jesus Christ, you're <laughs> killing my gimmick. Yes, I am. Um, I, I, I've caught every 
Joey Janela pay-per-view they've had so far, they always deliver. Um, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Check it out. Um, I, 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 I agree. I agree, dude. Oh, oh, real quick, real quick. Only because, I, like I said, I, I know Joey Janela since he was literally 14 years old. He lives in my mother-in-law's neighborhood. I met him as he was a strictly ECW fan, and I was at my height of being just incredible in ECW, and he's had the dream, and he's lived his dream, and I have the utmost respect for Joey. He's badass. He's the truth, and... um if if you guys are out there listening, check out all of his stuff. It's worth it because his heart is in what we love, and that's professional wrestling at its finest. So, anyways, my uh, kiss ass is done. Joey Janela, LA Confidential, check it out. Well, well we're not done kissing ass yet because we got to talk about a few things uh, we got going on. Um, we have patreon.com slash credible pod. Uh, we got some great things going. We're gonna do a lot, we're gonna have a lot of live videos this weekend on our Patreon. Uh, we got packages starting as low as just ten dollars a month. We have a very special one. We're gonna have a special edition DVD that's gonna be available this weekend in Indiana. If you're not in Indiana, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you're going to get a copy of that DVD. And this has some very rare matches from across the independent scene. Uh, we have some of you versus Jason Knight. Um, we have a four-way with you, Carino, Homicide, and one more person in there. Um, a lot of just great matches. And uh, we're we're gonna I'll have those. Now the the one I know you're talking about with the uh, the four way with me, Carino Homicide, and I, like you said, I don't remember the fourth, but uh, it was dude. There's so much great stuff. Uh, so much independent stuff gets lost in the shuffle. Um, because on any given night, there's amazing stuff that happens. And right here on CrediblePod.com, we have everything that you can imagine. For every wrestling fan, especially the hardcore wrestling fans, um, fans that are into all things professional wrestling, uh, don't miss it. Check it out, please, and uh, you won't be disappointed. We're here to please, and uh, we're we're here to deliver, you know, the best product we can. So uh, please check it out at uh, CrediblePod.com and uh, Patreon. You know, Jay has the handle, and don't be afraid also to direct messages on. Email us, whatever it takes. We please respond. So uh, don't miss it, please. And you can do right now at PolacoPeter73 at gmail.com. Personal email. Jay has his up on the site. So uh, hit us up anytime, and, uh, you know, we'll give you all that information. And I'm also going to have these DVDs with me this weekend in Indiana, like I said. Uh, we're going to get them signed. Uh, we're going to make 10 of them available for the – Patreon page, and they're going to be signed. Um, so this, the first ten people to sign up for Patreon are going to get a copy of this DVD signed. Um, the only other way to get it is to be in Indiana this weekend. Yeah, and that's going to be special, dude. I mean, everybody. I mean, this is probably one of the biggest uh, conventions to hit the Midwest in a long time. I mean, it's going to be crazy. We have Sergeant Slaughter, Shane Douglas, myself. 
so many, I mean, that's just, I'm not going to ramble off the names, but so many great legends are going to be there. It's going to be a who's who of professional wrestling. So uh, please don't miss it. And, uh, you know, Vader right here, uh, we got to get Vader uh, one of those special DVDs because he's one of our hardcore followers. He's one of the best. He's a personal friend of mine. Uh, Him and Rennie, his, his girlfriend, they take care of us. And uh, they're some of the best on the planet. So, uh, Vader, you got one coming to you, absolutely. And, uh, guys, you know, couldn't do it without you guys. And, again, we couldn't do it without you you fans always sitting beside us day by day, week by week, every Wednesday, 6 p.m. You guys are awesome. And don't forget to download us. We're available on all platforms, iTunes, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, so what else and, we got going like, on, brother? Oh, like sorry, us and rate us on uh, on iTunes. Give us a, a rating. Uh, drop us a comment about the show. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on that. Um, also, don't forget if you want to wear the official "I Hate This Podcast" T-shirt, any of the amazing T-shirts that Justin Federal has available, you can do that at prowrestlingtees.com backslash Justin Credible. Absolutely, Jay. And another one, you know, and by the way, many great shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com, but also uh, another one of our sponsors is CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Check them out, man. It's what pro wrestlers are doing it. It's for us, by you. Pro wrestling is the shit. Right now, collarandelbowbrand.com backslash just incredible. You'll get a discount if you use that hashtag. So go to collarandelbowbrand.com backslash just incredible. You'll get a 5% discount on all of it. And it's, if you guys don't know, that's Al Snow's brand. It's amazing. Everybody's wearing it. Quality, quality t shirts, quality wrestling gear. And uh, it's what the boys are wearing, so check that out. And one more last thing on uh, the plugs, and then we can get back to the podcast, is CredibleDocumentary.com. The executive producer is David Gere, Doug Cartelli, myself, Peter Polacco, PJ, whatever you want to call it. Um, We have one more day of shooting, guys, and um, this movie is going to be set for Netflix by early next year. So go to CredibleDocumentary.com. We really need your input, guys. Please drop by the website. Give us all of your input because this has been, uh, a, you know, one of those things. It's a it's a work of labor, you know, and we are we're trying so hard to capture the the emotion, the feelings of of what not just my life, but what it is to be a professional wrestler. Um, and quite frankly, uh, you know, David Gere, who is the producer of this film, has said it's Mickey Rourke in the movie The Wrestler. This is unfortunate, you know, unfortunately, but I say fortunately, uh, my journey. So please don't be afraid to go into CredibleDocumentary.com and voice your opinions because this is, this is going to be huge. This is going to be a big step in not only – my career, but in the world of professional wrestling, and hopefully through my example in recovery in the world of drug addiction and alcoholism and recovery, most importantly, that this gets addressed because there's so many people that are sick and suffering, and we don't talk about this enough because 
I've been through so much, Jay, and you know it. You came all the way from, you know, last time I got locked up and, and was in prison. Um, you came out of Ohio with your friends all the way to Connecticut to help me in this process. And uh, it, it's a very compelling story. It's a very human story. And at the end of the day, when this gets released, um, it will show that um, it's not just about me. It's about us. Um, and there's more than just, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, you know so I, I really want you guys to check this out. And also, real quickly, uh, we're shooting a music video to go in, to coincide with the credible documentary at Battlefront Wrestling. They uh, are gracious enough to give us a site to shoot. Uh, the video, which will be the lead song to the movie. Um, we're shooting something October 27th uh, for Battlefront Wrestling in Ludlow, Massachusetts with our special, you know, special band, Crossing Rubicon. And uh, please, guys, if you're in Ludlow, Massachusetts, check it out. They're at the Elks Lodge, October 27th. We're shooting a worldwide music video and you know, go there on their website for more details. And one last quick, 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 quick thing. Go to YouTube.com. Check out my Pro Wrestling 101s. Everybody always asks me, what do I do? How do I handle this situation? Well, guess what, guys? There's a one-off manual for this stuff that nobody, to my knowledge, has put this out is Pro Wrestling 101 on my YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com backslash PJ Polacco and you will get all of that good stuff that you're waiting for. So, Jay, let's take this home. Well, maybe we need to put that on DVD, too. Um, oh, we should. We should. I, I, it, it's gold. It's basically everything I've learned from all the veterans, everybody in my life, from the Kurt Hennings to the Shawn Michaels to the Scott Halls, you know, it goes on and on to the Ric Flairs. It's the it's their words, you know, translated through me. So go ahead and check that out, man. It's definitely I, I get a lot of hits on that that say, Thank you, man, you helped me navigate those waters. So please check that out. It's definitely worth it. You know, Pro Wrestling one oh one on YouTube. Just hit the search bar and it's there. I've definitely played those videos in locker rooms uh, the last few months because um, there's so much information there. Because, um, I mean, in, in, uh, the music video, I may actually have to come up there for that music video. You should. I, I've been wanting you to. You're part of the documentary, damn it. I might have to come up there for the music video to uh, clear some time my schedule for that. Um Anything else you want to cover tonight? Um, well, let me see. Let me look over the notes here. Well, hey, here we go. Some cheap heat. I saw the Halloween reboot with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, finally uh, coming to grips with the psychopath Michael Myers. What do you think? Did you see it at all? Are you going to see I it? Ha- I'm going to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Um, do you feel like the movie tied everything up, or do you think there's still room for another sequel? Oh, there's always room. Well, I, again, I'll I'll do uh, the quote-unquote hashtag spoilers, 
but uh, I'll try not to divulge too much. It was uh, it was very much the the same Halloween formula that you always get, but they really uh, did a great job at respecting the the, uh, the heritage or the history of of the films, and uh, it was so entertaining. I mean, just for me, look for me, I'm a complete mark. I'm a complete mark when it comes to Halloween movies. Even the ones that I've seen before, I'll sit there in the dark, watch it at two in the morning, and scream like a bitch. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to say it, dude. And I love it. And, and that's what it is. It's just, uh, it's good fun. And uh, now it's it's definitely worth your while. If anybody out there hasn't seen uh, the new one, I, I would. Um, unfortunately, I watched it through uh, some kayfabe uh, online channels. Some too cheap to uh, to go to the movies. Well, not even too cheap. I'm well, yes, I'm too cheap, but also didn't have the time to go to the theater. But uh, it was <laughs> it was very good. It was really uh, really worth the time, and uh, you know, definitely check that out. And uh, another thing, do we do we have? And I know Miller. I'm going to go way against the grain here. I'm going into the NFL. Which I know this is your question. Go ahead. There's actually uh, reports that have come out speaking of horror franchises. LeBron James uh, movie com- production company is rebooting Friday the 13th. Oh, really? Yes. See, I I don't know what it is about me. Something about Michael Myers, Joe, just scared the shit out of me. To this day, dude, you want to you want to rip me in Indiana? Just somehow do some fucking Michael Myers shit. Maybe get the soundtrack. I don't know if it's the soundtrack, <laughs> if it's the whole situation, because it's like, especially in fucking rural rural Indiana. Really, we're doing this. You really want to fucking kill me, right? It, it the whole thing is like Friday the Thirteenth was to me was uh, like such a I mean it's still it was kind of creepy but it's still like it's a dude you're in the woods and eh, eh. Michael Myers was like he's around the corner on Halloween it was like so creepy because it could be like every day like oh I'm a little kid I'm going out trick or treating there you go your throat slashed you're fucking done you know. <laughs> Really, and like my, you know, Friday the Thirteenth. Jason was just like, "Eh, I'm in the woods. I'm some dumb fucking idiot. I want to fuck this bitch, and we're having sex. Oh, I get killed. Eh. Story of my life. But by the way, I never had sex. Yeah, Anytime I wasn't you that, have sex, I wasn't you get lucky. killed. I was, I wasn't that lucky to even get to the sex part. So don't worry about it. But no, that's that, anyways. Fuck. Anybody out there listening, and I'm watching my Twitter feed, and I hope to God I get some NFL fans right now. If not, we're going off air real quick. What is that? Anybody out there watching the Kansas City Chiefs and my fucking boy Patrick Mahomes killing it right now? He is probably – I know, Jay, you're not a big NFL fan. I get it. And I'm not the, I'm not the biggest NFL fan, but this kid – Put it this way, rookie. Well, 
He had his rookie season last year, played one game. This kid's finally full-time. He got the starting gig. He is literally breaking records all over the National Football League. So it's one of those, like, uh, special situations. So Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, on fire right now. Any questions? You got probably thirty seconds because we're about to close up. Because quite frankly, <laughs> we got nothing else to say. <laughs> but, how, how many? Anyways, Jay, go ahead. How many home runs has he shot this year? See, that's just this. I'm gonna <laughs> go with Steve, and, and the fans. Hopefully, somebody out there will know. Stephen A. Smith, first take. That's just disrespectful. That is just <laughs> disrespectful. This man is fucking a superstar. But anyways, Miller. I appreciate you, and unfortunately, I get to see your goddamn face on Friday. God, or no, oh, Saturday yeah. actually. Saturday morning, we're gonna have we're gonna have breakfast there on Saturday morning, courtesy of Just Incredible. It's on his dime. Brother, you got <laughs> tremendous. Oh, I'm getting Tremend- bacon, Hold on. We got two, 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 I'm looking for the two new trader for. Fucking Vader doesn't follow fucking football. Hold on. Let's take a question from Vader. We got to do this. All right, Vader, uh, you're online. Let's go. Hit us with a question. We'll wait. Sorry, we've done the shits. It's been a fucking go, you know, call it in the ring kind of podcast. Every week. We suck. Um, no, why, no, this, why this week. Well, let's also plug that this weekend you do have the uh, Heroes and Legends convention. It, at the yes. um, at the War Memorial Auditorium War Memorial. in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, Friday, you're also you're doing a huge show Friday with uh, Shane Douglas, Teddy Long, um, and Virgil just got added to the show. Oh, he he did, did he? <laughs> wait, I just want to point out. Wait, I, I just want to point really? out. We're doing this. Wait, I just want to point out that I I messaged the promoter trying to get on this show, and he didn't have room mm-hmm. for me, but he has for fucking Virgil. Well, we're gonna fix that, uh, Jay. Uh, oh, oh, don't get me started. We'll have all types of controversy. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm amazing not, I, that Virgil uh, that Virgil's fucking added to the show. That's great. You know Virgil. You know Sorry. they're not paying Virgil. He Virgil's just gonna set up a table somewhere and be happy. Brother. No. Virgil. Brother. Virgil's from Pittsburgh. Virgil's from Pittsburgh, which is about an hour away from me. I have been on so many shows where he just shows up on his own. And sets up a table. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. It it is what it is. So come on, somebody get. I'm waiting for the last Twitter fucking comment, so we could sign off. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, oh, here we go. We got it. one. Hold on, hold on. Let's see if we got it. All right. East Coast Uncle. Hey, right, it's uh, a sad tweet. <laughs> yeah, we got nothing. Come on, Vader. <laughs> Give us wait, one way to go, Vader. question. Come on. Scotty, I'm I'm begging you here. Help the show. We're drowning here. <laughs> anyway, oh yeah, God. fuck Virgil. Oh. He sucks. I don't care. Oh. Fucking, he's a pariah. I don't give a fuck. I'll heal on the motherfucker. Oh, here we go. We got a new I, one. 
Hopefully I may have later. to come. I may have to come Saturday now, just in case Virgil here has heard this. Uh, Virgil won't be able to make it all the way from here to there. Guarantee you. Maybe, maybe I'll, uh, if he gives me gas money, he can hop a ride with me. No, you won't. You'll be driving my ass back, <laughs> my brother. I'll be staying at your house, bitch. <laughs> Anyways, well, I'll answer a question for Scotty. I'm watching Sons of Anarchy right now, Scott, and um, I have nothing. Wow, I have nothing. Dude, Scotty, you suck. Our podcast has literally sucked, but we did the best we could. Anyways, Jay, take us out. Yes, it is time to close up. I got to go watch Shameless while eating dinner. Um, Oh, I watch Shameless. I watch Shameless, dude. Fucking dude. I'm I'm still on season four. I'm still on season oh, four. I'm, I'm behind. I thought you were talking new shit, dude. Oh, no. I'm still catching up. Uh, you, mm, all right. I won't break it. For, I won't kill it for you. I'm on season five, so, you know, thank God for Netflix. Yeah. Um, all right, Jay. Well, let's, let's do the close. Let's do it. Uh, we appreciate everyone listening. Uh, once again, go ahead and go to patreon.com slash CrediblePod, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash JustIncredible, um, Fight.tv, Collar and Elbow. Check all that out. We'll be back next Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. This weekend, don't forget, Heroes and Legends, Just Incredible will be there. I'll be there. We're going to do a lot of live videos throughout the weekend. Uh, we're going to have fun this weekend. I guess that's all I can say. Um, yeah, we're going, to have a, we're going to have a great time. It's going to be a, absolutely amazing. Heroes and Legends, uh, it's going to be great. It's, it's a huge weekend. It's one of the best weekends of professional wrestling. Uh, in the Midwest, uh, I'm looking so forward to it. I don't get to visit that area often enough as I'd like to. So uh, please come out. We're looking forward to it. And finally, Vader hits us up with, okay, what's your favorite team, win or lose? I keep an ear on the Giants or Raiders. Are you ribbing me? You give me the two worst teams in the goddamn NFL. <laughs> I say Patrick Mahomes and the goddamn Kansas City Chiefs, but I cannot go with the New York football Giants. I will go with the Oakland Raiders that are soon moving to Las Vegas. And one more last notification, Halloween podcast. Sweet. Oh, we will have something for you, Vader, on the Halloween podcast. Jay, we got to start working on that motherfucker now. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, I was going to say something. By the oh, you said Las Vegas? Uh, we got big things coming in 2019. Uh, we're going to have a live show in New York. Uh, oh, that's right. WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, we're kicking off WrestleMania weekend, as a matter of fact. Um, that's right. You know, and I got I got a bunch of shows I want to check out during WrestleMania weekend. You also hit up Joey Janela. Get, get us some tickets to Spring Break. Um, yeah, absolutely. Joey Janela is going to be on blast. He's a friend of the podcast. We will have him on our podcast. He has personally committed to our podcast, so we will have him on before any big things pop off. Joey will be on our podcast. I was literally tweeting with him, or tweeting, texting, whatever you fucking kids call these call it these <laughs> days. <laughs> he will be on, and uh, just looking forward to it, guys. We're just having a good time. It's been a wonderful experience. We're just fucking around, dude. And uh, it's been a slow week, but uh, we're here. 
live, always to entertain you guys, always for the fans. Vader, Rennie, Angie, everybody, all you guys, you're the best. And, uh, Jay, as always, you rocked it. And one thing we didn't get to do that I wish we could have done only because we fucked up on Block Talk Radio, The and we'll probably revisit this next week, the artist and song of the week was supposed to be from my good friend Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins, Zero, which pretty much sums up my life. But I'm, again. I, I actually, I actually uh, played the song. I actually played the song twice during our introduction while trying to get Skype fixed. So yeah, so they heard it. Oh, while you're twice. trying to get the Skype gimmick. Oh, so you already heard it. So everybody, fuck off. Anyways, Jay, everybody, good night, and we will see you next week, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Right here on Blog Talk Radio, CrediblePod.com, at PJ Polacco, at J Miller 86. I hope I was right. No, you're you're way <laughs> off, but it's all good. Way off, but fuck yourself and fuck me in the goat ass. <laughs> that's an that's an Adam Sandler joke from one of his uh, comedy albums. Anyways, see you next week, guys. Thank you very much. All right, guys. See you next week. Don't forget this weekend. Check us up on Patreon and get some live videos. There is a time for peace. But there can be no peace without war. Saturday, October 27th, from the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. It's Heroes and Legends Wrestling 11, featuring Jeff Jarrett, Francine, Axe and Smash of Demolition, Justin Credible, Terry Taylor, Jim Cornette, Ron Simmons, J.J. Dillon, Doink the Clown, Teddy Long, Barry Windham, Sergeant Slaughter, Mark Henry, plus so much more. For the Heroes and Legends Cruiserweight Championship, it's Sugar Duggerton versus Ultimo Dragon. For the Tag Team Championship, it's the Bomb Shelter defending against the Powers of Pain. For the Mini Championship, it's Swaggle defending against Eric Smalls, with Buddy the Bulldog as the special referee. In a special attraction, it's Nick Cutler versus Brian Pillman Jr. For the Heroes and Legends Women's Championship, it's Heather Owens defending against Madison Rain. For the first ever Legends Championship, it's Drew Skills versus D'Lo Brown. And for the Heavyweight Championship, it's Congo Kong against Fala It's Heroes and Legends Wrestling 11. It all takes place on Saturday, October 27th from the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. Tickets available now, but they're going fast. For more information, visit heroesandlegendswrestling.com. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net-zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. 
create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.